Well, hello there. How are you? It doesn't matter. Back to us. <laughs> Just, Rewind. Start us over, no, Dwayne. Okay. Sure won't. Running back. <laughs> no. Hey, beautiful one. Uh-uh. That's what Fran says, right? Hey, beautiful ones. Love you. Mm-mm. Thank you for coming back. Lord God. Um, I am Braxton P. Hardnabrig. And I am Neka Agwumake. And this is The Read. And yes, it thank is. you for coming back. Yes, thank you indeed. Let us get right into our normal festivities this week. Get things rolling since we're late. Um, and we're going to start with Black Excellence. And of course, this week's Black Excellence is going to the fastest woman in America. Shakira Richardson. I love that I just got done talking about a super fast Black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just last week. Yep. <laughs> Literally uh, just last Jamaican week. Jamaican Queen. Um, and now Shakira Richardson is uh, all of our headlines. She's headed to the Tokyo Olympics herself uh, after she slayed the 100 meter. Man. Uh, and I'm just going to get it. Like, I will. Okay, let's start with information and then we'll talk about how much I love this woman and am like now her biggest stan. <laughs> um, but she's an LSU student. She went pro after freshman year, uh, and she won the 2019 NCAA title that same year. She got a Nike deal that year. Um, She made history as the sixth fastest woman in the world in April at 10.72 seconds for her 100 meter, I believe. And so now, after this past run, she's headed to Tokyo, as I said. And I also wanted to quickly say, like, I watched the r- the race itself. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, what a lineup of amazing, gorgeous, beautiful, Amazonian-like Black women. Um, Shakari Richardson, Javian Oliver, and Tiana Daniels all qualified to go to, to Tokyo. So congratulations to them. But Gabby Thomas... English Gardner, Aaliyah Hobbs, Kayla White, who I believe is from Miami, so shout out to you in the 305, and Candace Hill. All of you girls did an amazing job, and you looked awesome doing it, and hot and sexy, I might add. <laughs> and, um, it's true. It was a gorgeous lineup. And also, Jenna Prandini, not black, but hey girl, you did your thing too. I mean, yeah, you were also there. <laughs> yes, you were present as well and you're acknowledged. Um, but Black Excellence, you ladies, man, dominated, looked amazing doing it. But Shakari Richardson was definitely the superstar. And um, yeah, like I said, she killed it. She there's just something so like magnetic about this woman. Like mm-hmm. First of all, I loved the fact that she was, like, in glam. She had her wig on with the, like, up tail, up ponytail situation. I don't know what you call it mm-hmm. when you do, like, little up ponytail situation. I actually don't and know what it's had, called either. So. It knows, y'all know what I'm talking about. And she had her lashes on and her nails, like, her acrylic nails on. Those are acrylic, right? They are. I'm the worst gay person. No, you're not. <laughs> you actually are not because you got it right. So. Okay, well, then they're right. Exactly. <laughs> I sh- but I should have said so with confidence. 
<laughs> and Shakari is one of the gays too. Oh my gosh, is she? Yes, she said yes, her girlfriend told ma'am. her to wear that wig. <laughs> yes. As if I didn't love her enough right. already. <laughs> yes. Fuck yes. She said her girlfriend told her, go for that big, bright ass wig. And I know her. that's the fuck right. <laughs> Absolutely. God, I love this girl. Okay, so listen. She, of course, killed it, but she's just got like this. There's a way that she like carries herself with like this just confidence and this like mm-hmm. she almost has like a rapper energy to her. Like she's just like cool. Like yeah. everything about her is just like I'm showing up and I'm here to like put it all on this track. You're getting nothing but Shakari. I'm giving you my best. But she's just like got like flavor to her that I really love. That's but true. I want, need, demand a Shakari <laughs> Richardson action figure, not a doll, because Barbie doesn't have enough, like, joints. You know, like, we're talking about track and field superheroes. Okay. I need to be able, like, I need some premium action figure-esque, like, but there's just something about her look and then, like, the outfit, like the the track suit that she had on with like the matching sock and then the armband as well. And she, like, yeah, I want a Shakari Richardson toy. Like <laughs> Mattel, I don't know who needs to like capitalize off of this. Y'all doing it for everything else anyway. But anyway, let's get back to her being sickening and out of me being a weirdo, right? 21 years old, absolutely crushed the 100 meters and like celebrated, hugged her, you know, um, fellow athletes, and then immediately went up into the stands and embraced her grandmother. And... Oh, that was so sweet. It was so beautiful. And, like, that's kind of where I started to get a little emotional because I'm just like, that's somebody's grandbaby. Like, that's just somebody's baby, like many of us you know, out here. Like, God gave her the ability to run faster than most. But, like, Mm -hmm. most of us, you know, who are blessed to have uh, someone back home who is, like, that rock that we can go back to or we can just pass out on and be like, I'm here. Like, I'm doing this for you. I'm. This is the reason I'm even able to do that. Like, that really was beautiful to me. And she kind of echoed that when she came back out and did her interview and talked about how her family was has been there for her and she lost her biological mother just a week prior to this. Right. Which was um, like that blew my mind. Like this because girl. She, she's just like, yeah, the way that she carries herself is even if you look like the slow-mo when they're actually running, her face could be it almost reminded me of Usain Bolt, how he would like everybody would be looking like they're like using every molecule in their body to race. And you saying it you're like, <laughs> hey girls, like, like that's how Shakari yeah. looks. When she stuck that finger out, I was like, oh, okay, little mama did not come to fuck around. At all. At all. I truly loved it. I, I can't tell you how many times I went back and watched that again. I love that the announcer was like, she wasn't the first one out of the, uh, docs or what I don't know what you call them things that they set up on. He was like, she wasn't the oh, first yeah. one out, but she damn sure came back and smoked the rest of them hoes. And I loved how um, when they were interviewing her after the race, she said, I just want people to know that 
I'm that, I'm that girl. girl. <laughs> like she's so cool, bitch. She, she's so 21 cool. and like that fucking dope. I just I stand in awe of you, Miss Lady. So I really want her to like not only be like one of the greatest living athletes and get accolades for all of that, but I want her to be like on the cover of paper and like I don't know. she deserves it all. <laughs> like, Every last bit a, of it. In a Drake video and like sitting up his Soho house with I don't know fucking Issa Rae and Kenya Barris, bro. <laughs> 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 uh, you know after the Olympics, but yes, all yeah, after the Olympics, <laughs> she ain't got time for y'all's <laughs> Negro foolishness right now. Yeah, but after no. the Olympics, I want everything for her. I want nothing but the best. I'm such a fan. I'm like, how did I? It's a damn shame that there's certain sports I only pay attention to when the Olympics come around and I clearly True. need to do better about that because I feel like I should have been knew who this girl was, especially right. she's from Dallas. But right. yeah, just so, so happy for her. Happy for I'm everybody sure. who qualified. I saw another video of two girls who um, like they were they both qualified for the Olympics and their kids were like. They had like oh, brought yeah, their kids to like meet each other. And too. I was just like, oh my God. And the my kids did a little heart. like, oh, this is where the part where we're supposed to hug. Right. Thing. They're okay, like, oh, so okay. So hug. your mom's a legend as well. Okay. Fun for yes. you too. <laughs> I love it. It reminded me of when um when Kavya and Cairo have played it. <laughs> yes. Tiamori and yes. Uh, <laughs> That shit is so funny. <laughs> They're so cute together because they're just two of these little, like, cute, adorable, shady babies. And when they get together, it's like Captain Planet. <laughs> like, Not Captain Planet. Our, with our shade combined, <laughs> we're the cutest <laughs> things living. And we came to take over the world. Well, congratulations to Yay, all black of these girls. Awesome ladies. Are doing awesome things and inspiring. You're awesome and magnetic and powerful. We love you. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time. All in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Keep It is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed 
to be deleted. If you're really good at it, that is. I've actually met several really good friends through Hinge. I've used it, I can't believe this, over a decade now. Woof, what a life I've had. Well, you know what they've added within a decade of us being on Hinge is their new LGBTQIA plus prompts, which are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Hinge Prompts helps you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people, for the people. Some of the prompts are, the first time I knew I was gay was, mm, I was literally in the act of being gay, like hooking up with somebody when I admitted it. (laughs) Denial is strong and hard in the Catholic Midwest. Mine was Tom Cruise's Vanity Fair cover, the shirtless one. You just turned to an imaginary camera and said, I'm gay. Yeah. Or broke the fourth wall. (laughs) You're like Fleabag. Other prompts include, I feel proudest of who I am when. It feels affirming when others, blank. I connect to my community by. I wish I could tell the younger version of myself. I'm going to say, whenever I watch that in a drag race semifinal, when they're like, if I could talk to my younger self, I would say, I would be like, girl, get tighter clothes. I mean, what's going on with what you're wearing? You look like you're in the X Games. Other prompts include, my chosen family is the best at and gender euphoria looks like. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Okay. So this week in Hot Tops, uh, the come in me method. The home. <laughs> Michael Douglas. Minsky. I don't know. Okay. I mean, maybe I just haven't seen it, so I don't get it, but I admire um, it. Judas and the Sack Messiah. (laughs) That's that's it instead. We'll do that one. I mean, I really feel like the Black Messiah still could have worked, but yes. (laughs) Anyway. Well, let's start with the... um, latest annoyance trick daddy just chose crack and violence yeah he did this is your business i thought about you immediately a lot of people did many people did (laughs) many very many people i mean i didn't text you about it but i definitely thought about you. yeah you didn't because you care (laughs) and you know better yeah yeah Oh, God. Thanks. Yeah, you welcome. So, yeah, Trick Daddy woke up one morning, and he was presented with options. The options were, you know, a balanced breakfast, mm-hmm. fresh air, water, a shower, yep. clean water, mm-hmm. electrolytes, and then crack and violence. Yep. Um, And for whatever reason... Uh, Trick loved the crack, I guess, because he decided that that's the direction that he wanted to go down prior to hopping on a clubhouse chat, which gagged me twice that y'all still use that. Okay. (laughs) I had no idea y'all was still on that platform. Um, but yes, I suppose, you know, he had his... A daily dose of Bunk and Hennessy and then mm-hmm. decided to jump on Clubhouse and lie with some other niggas. Where he, for whatever reason, was discussing Beyonce and said that she gives nothing back to music 
and that she can't sing and she doesn't write her music and that she is to music what Jay-Z is to New York. And when he said that, I was like, on top, well respected, the blueprint. I'm like, I still constantly celebrate it. I don't. This is a poor analogy because Jay Z is just one of like a trillion very, very famous people from New York. So, so many. I'm not sure you could. And rap alone. I mean, right, you could have said rap, but rap is a form of music. So you would have also needed to be more clear. But you know what? Crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly. Right. I mean, what else is clearly else is because there? the list of things you accuse Beyonce of not being able to do are things that even the haters don't say. It's funny because like just if, like a f- within the past week, I was laughing with a friend of mine about how sometimes like I don't even remember what this was in reference to. This was in reference to somebody else who said something unironically ridiculous and how sometimes I will say things that are ridiculous but i mean it as a joke like i was watching as i do periodically whitney houston singing the star spangled banner oh yeah because it brings me joy and i'm constantly in awe of how bored she looked like whitney sang the star spangled banner better than anyone that has ever sung that song Mm -hmm. and through most of it she looks like girl can we just get a cheeseburger like this is so boring i I mean she did it in a windbreaker (laughs) in a wind like (laughs) bitch can we discuss it like and so like the last (laughs) time when i watched it within like last week or so i was like she sounds terrible like you know like something just like ridiculous because i know no one living has ever said it and that's why it's funny to me okay and that's why what this reminds me of like you can't like what are you doing as soon as i heard the story i said god damn look at what decades of smoking that shit will do to you look at what it'll do to you it is sad i couldn't believe people was even mad and trying to drag trick daddy because like this is clearly drugs i can and here's why because you know something I didn't gave this nigga a couple of passes. Trick Daddy has had a history at this point of embarrassing my black ass when oh, it comes well, to just being, yes. you know, one of our, our hometown greats. And he has said foolish things. He has said um, mm-hmm. controversial things for a while now. And... You know, I typically just lean on, oh, well, you know, he's old and he a nigga and like drugs and... And he'd be wrong as well. Like, like so loud. Oh, the wrong volume. And like, <laughs> he just like... I also recognize that Trick Daddy is very insecure. He's very like, he knows he looks like a battletoad now. He understands that like... He's just not peak trick any further. Mm-hmm. And I think that has put him in a, you've like, if you've paid attention for whatever foolish reason, you probably would notice like the insecurity hop out and him like boxing himself up and feeling like he doesn't want to come out for certain things or, or go like full throttle on certain shit. But then it's just like on other things, I'm standing 10 toes on my wrong ass, loud ass opinion. So sometimes I'm just like, Oh, trick daddy's just acting up because you know, he needs a therapist. But after three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, it's like, you know what? 
as many Monique times said, can we say it? <laughs> my sister burned too many bridges. <laughs> and I can't help her now. There's nothing I can do for her now. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I just felt like also, I don't give a fuck. I don't care that he was there. I feel like he met, he jealous of Trina. I feel like Trick Daddy acts up quite often when Trina is getting like individual solo celebration from oh, the girls. She did he just does do the this verses. a lot. Like this was within like a week of the verses where Trina cleared it and is having her own time with the pit bull in a skirt. Shelly also cleared it and everyone's talking about them. And I've noticed that he has moments where when Trina is like getting her flowers and nobody's talking about his contribution, <laughs> he starts to act up and shit like that. And he also knows like I and anyone else that knows Trina know that Trina is a loud, proud, mm-hmm. unabashed Beyonce stand. Yep. Forever. Did you see? Uh, uh, of course, you, you know I saw I her know you step saw two, twenty she, feet away from this. She nigga. sure did. Sister said, "Leave me out of this narrative immediately." She posted <laughs> the quickest Christmas Beyonce montage, <laughs> talking about some the one and only, like the queen forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> like, do, do not group me in with that dumb shit that that nigga said, because I do not feel that way. Did she accidentally call you plies or something once? Like, did you meet her and she, like, mistook you for someone else? I don't believe that you're... I think that Beyonce is is nigga enough to be like, oh, that's Trick Daddy. Like, she knows. Beyonce absolutely knows who Trick Daddy is. What's the problem? Where Why are you upset? It doesn't... Where is the hurt? And that's where we come right back to drugs. Because Mm. you being dispressed... I mean, maybe you have some kind of secret beef with Jay-Z I don't know about where you were like maybe. mad that people called him the greatest rapper. Like y'all were ever really in the same sentence like that. I don't understand. But OK, I'm gonna leave that alone. However, there's a zero percent chance that Beyonce did something to you. And so it's drugs. It's simply <laughs> it's simply drug and alcohol abuse, substance abuse in general. It's a lack of caring for oh, oneself in multiple ways. And mm-hmm. so, and and like you said, it's probably some insecurity, some jealousy, all that Big coming time. out. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you all that mixes up together inside your fucked up ass psyche and you just decide to react and say dumb shit. With Beyonce lies. can't yeah. sing, girl. Beyonce That's can't sing. That's what we're saying. Sing. <laughs> of all and I the listen to, to the audio. Beyonce. I listened to the audio clip or whatever from the chat or whatever, and it was other niggas, other nameless faces, motherfuckers in there saying like, yeah, she just be holler. I don't know why people can sing. And even through in a, a 60 second clip from Clubhouse, my room still smelled like Vienna sausages and well. burnt ends <laughs> and hot <laughs> chips and lies. Like... <laughs> Talk about that's just my opinion, my unpopular. Well, opinion. we know that's your okay, opinion, fine. but like that's not even it's it's not even just unpopular. It's wrong. Mm, Beyonce it's can't wrong. sing. That's uh, full stop. She can't sing. The end. I was, have you ever heard Beyonce sing? Because you like you just cannot really mean that. You just can't. So clearly, Trick Daddy is ill. I'm <laughs> sure Blue Ivy has a fruit basket, some Theraflu, some emergency. 
some some Zyrtec, all kind of shit on the way to him now with a get well soon card tucked amongst the flowers and the oranges. Can't you just be secure? Like, what's wrong with niggas, bro? Like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Oh, it's a what's lot of things wrong, wrong with, niggas? <laughs> with you. Like, you Where got I like begin? <laughs> you have the morning show at 99 Jams. Like, that's so significant. I mean, that's oh, like he's still doing that. local to me. Yeah, because he went on 99 Jams afterwards and, and doubled down on it. Like, that's my un- my unpopular opinion and blah, blah, blah. And oh, okay. what I said was the same shit that he said that didn't make no sense. And I couldn't think, but, you know, I couldn't help but think of Blaze's mama's quote, what you said was some bullshit. Um, but I first forgot Kenny named that child Blaze. That's her name. I completely forgot. Okay. Blaze is the name of the child. That's right. That is Candy's offspring. Candy and they said did that. Of all of the words, Blaze. <laughs> I mean, Usain Bolt just named his child Thunder, so... <laughs> Which I'm, I I can't say I'm mad at it, but he got got a thunderbolt and an Olympia lightning bolt (laughs) and a St. There's going to be like, in like another 12 years, probably less, there's going to be an academy of kids that all have names, that just have to have like built an institution together Mm -hmm. where they can have like elective surrounding discussion on why their parents decided to just be festive. Oh, yeah. Northwest is the CEO of the entire organization. She's, you know, head dean. What is it? She's the dean. Yeah, the dean of students. She's the Dumbledore. (laughs) North is the Dumbledore. (laughs) Dumbledore really be looking kind of funny in the light all these years after Harry Mm. but you know what the point remains like I remember saying Northwest you know it's cute but are you really gonna name your child like a direction like a cardinal direction but they did and you know and she is who she is the icon the and we always said North cute Northwest huh (laughs) right I remember thinking I actually love the name North but not when your last name is West it's just weird, yeah. But it's also, you know, it it's working out just fine. <laughs> yeah, because it's too it's iconic at this point. It's like you don't bat an eyelash now when you hear Northwest. Right. That's, she's the Don Diva. Yeah, she's the moment. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I would really like it if Trick Daddy could just let us have Nan and all of the things historically that he's provided to mm-hmm. my culture without adding all of this weird, random, <laughs> unsolicited pickled egg, hot sausage ass opinion <laughs> bullshit that don't nobody want to fucking hear nothing about. <laughs> this fucking flaming hot ass garbage. I'm sorry, pickled eggs took me right back to Oklahoma. Y'all sure y'all not yeah. country as shit? Because yeah. when I yes, tell you, my yeah. grandma used to have a mason jar. Same a tub. <laughs> yes, we do. She used to pickle all kind of shit and y'all make jams. <laughs> y'all steady saying Miami South, and here we are. I mean, Miami is feet. Miami's so interesting because it's inside of Florida, which y'all are in deep denial about. What are we supposed to do about that? I mean, n- <laughs> nothing can be done, but <laughs> but the culture of Florida, first of all, varies a lot across the state. <laughs> if you think about it. We're as far away from Florida as you can be in Florida. And yet, 
<laughs> minus the keys, right? The, key, the keys are the only ones that are like, you truly don't need to say nothing to us, bitch, <laughs> because we're barely attached to the doll. Do you hear me? Right. But yeah, but yeah y'all are y'all are it's it's a lot it's a lot of interesting shit going on in Florida. So I'm I am surprised that y'all have pickled eggs in Miami. The fact oh, that absolutely. Like, through and through. niggas pickle things in Miami. I just would have never thought it. Not only do we have pickled eggs and pickled sausages, we crush them up in our salt Hold vinegar on. chips. Wait a and minute. our hot chips. Y'all got a whole bunch of immigrants, so let me take all that back. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> never Hello. mind. Never mind, girl. This girl. <laughs> Because one thing immigrants love to do is throw some salt and vinegar into something and make it a whole different flavor. Yeah, I mean, most of the immigrants uh, in Miami would probably like you to think that they didn't uh, migrate there. Yeah, no, uh, Cubans, we are talking to you. Yeah, I'm speaking directly to you. Just and everybody knows it. To you, the bridge of your nose. I'm you can't tell them you. that they are not white Americans. They they are, as far as they're concerned. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But yes, nonetheless. Until a white American show up, they are mm-hmm. white Americans. And and that's your motherfucking prerogative, bitch. Keep the seasonings in town and, and girl, whatever. Right. Um, Speaking of ethnicity and cultural appropriation, oh, the no. girls are upset with Michael B. Jordan because the doll wants to get into... I know. What? He's getting into the rum game. You know, he's oh, like, why no. should George Clooney have all of the fun? Wait a minute! George Clooney got a goddamn rum called Casamigos. Okay, hold on. Hold on. We'll I thought I thought Casamigos was just a tequila. He does a rum too. No, no, I'm talking about Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Michael okay. B. Jordan has oh. a rum. <laughs> okay. And I was like, the joke is it Jamaican? Trying to get to the it's Trini. <gasps> oh no! Mm. So his rum is apparently called Juve. I hope <gasps> I'm saying this right. And it's called Juve. <laughs> yeah, that's you speak French. That's Juve, right? J apostrophe O U V E R T. Oh, Juve. Even, but yes, that is French. <laughs> so, like, I only know of Juve because in Miami they would have a festival called Juve where everyone would go, and it's kind of like carnival. I was going to say, history. I'm pretty sure Juve is a con- is a car. Although, you know what? They probably don't pronounce it the way the French the French do. But yes, that's, Y'all will help. that's a carnival. <laughs> Yeah, and they yeah. like throw like colors and paint around. It's always like a really big thing back home. Um, so like that's what I first thought of when oh, I read no, this. Michael. I don't know how like on point I am, but yeah, he got ha- like a, he has got like a new rum, and that's uh, I believe what it's called, like the name of it. I think his girlfriend actually posted, um, like some screenshot or some pictures. Congratulations. On the launch of your rum, baby. I'm so proud of you. And she packed oh, Michael wow. Jordan and the <laughs> Juvia rum. And then, like, a box kit. I guess it's for, like, the fancy rich people who got some. Um, and it has, like, the rum in it and some bitters, cigars, shaker, and all kinds of stuff. But most interestingly, on the inside of this kit, it has, like, a... Inscription that says, derived from the Antillian Creole French term meaning daybreak, Juvier originated in the pre originated in the pre-dawn streets of Trinidad as celebrations of emancipation combined with carnival season to serve as the festival's informal commencement. Crafted on those same islands, Juve Rum is a tribute to the party start. So um 
some people who from Trinidad and Tobago, Grenada, were like, uh, yeah. no thanks. Yeah. No, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. You cannot be trying to trademark the word that we've been using, you know, right. for like hundreds Call it something of years. else, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> like the rum itself is is iffy enough, but that name, sir, please pick something else. I'm all for rum. Mm-mm. I'm all for rum, especially. If oh it's yes, good. oh yes, bitch. Oh, a good dark rum. Oh, listen to me. The way you can turn it. What? Hold on. Who am I talking mm-hmm. to? <laughs> Preaching yeah, I mean, to the know. goddamn quiet, right? <laughs> and if you're like out of distilling it or whatever the term is, if it's like being produced on the island of like in Trinidad and Tobago, then great. But. Like, there obviously been a lot of arguments from people about, like, trademarking specifically. Because, yeah. like, people are like, oh, well, what does this mean for people who celebrate tr- Carnival? I mean, people who celebrate Juve and, like, the islands and all of that other stuff. And, like, honestly, business-wise, it doesn't mean much. Like, what it ma- basically means is that in the United States, people can't use or sell anything with this. They can't sell like liquor or similar items, items within that sort of category or whatever right. with the same name. Under that name, right. So like no one really in Trinidad necessarily has, or even here, has to worry about not being able to go to Juve or say Juve or call something Juve or whatever like that. But the argument of just like, hey, girl, why are you taking our, our, you know, like, why are you calling it this thing? Because, like, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, George Clooney fully got, like, my new favorite tequila. And it's called Casamigos, or as Mm -hmm. I like to call it, Offset's House. And (laughs) (laughs) that's true. It is the exact same situation. But people are also mad at. Um, oh, boy, whose name you just said. And I forgot that. Yeah, Clooney. They are also mad at him for that. Um, I think, however, the the quality of the tequila kind of outweighs the outrage. <laughs> the outrage, right? Because Casamigos is some delicious shit. I simply love it. It's so good. <laughs> I <laughs> truly enjoy it. Um, but it's like also that's the thing. It's like a big tequila and i'm sure not just in the states now you know like i'm sure it's like pretty big all over the place and so that's a a question as well like suppose this rum is fucking fantastic and it glows global Mm -hmm. and then everyone is like oh yeah i called juve like i don't know killmonger's house whatever like something (laughs) you know what i mean like they completely turn it into something different when it's like Casamigos is one thing. You're talking about like the emancipation of like slaves and colonized, uh, displaced people. Like, this is a little bit, I think, different to me. And y'all can educate me if I'm wrong, but I think this is a little bit more sensitive than like a Casamigos or something like that. You know, I, I think so too, primarily because. Michael B. Jordan is black. The country this rum comes from is black. Juve is black. Like everybody who would care about this is black. Mm-hmm. Whereas George Clooney is white. Um, Mexico full of people of many different 
um, racial backgrounds. Um, And also Spanish being like much more widely spoken in the United States than French. I think that makes the distinction that that much more obvious, like on the on paper. I don't think these are any different. But as far as like people's perceptions, I think those are affecting like the -hmm. level of outrage here. And I also don't think people are wrong to be mad about it. Like, no, I don't either. I understand legally why he's trademarking the name. Yeah, it's just I get it legally. Right. So that somebody else can't also come out with a juve rum. But um Sir, did nobody on your team or around you, did nobody say, you know, you are fully American born Mm -hmm. and like have no ties to this island in a family way. So perhaps taking like a beloved carnival (laughs) and naming your rum that and then selling it to these people and then telling everybody else that they can't use this name for the same purposes, like perhaps that wasn't going to go over super well. I mean, again, of words. So many you could use. So many. You know what I mean? You Why know, it doesn't this have one? to be that. I've heard that one of the the owners or the other owner of the rum or whatever is Trini himself. So great. Good, right. But I still great think <laughs> that like overall, this is something that like it's being trademarked here. It's going to be, you yeah. know, a liquor that's probably going to be guzzled down by people of all races, including yep. those that are not black, that couldn't give a fuck about Juve or Trinidad or Tobago mm-hmm. or any other island that, like, celebrates these things. So I think that that's something to definitely think about. Um, I'm always going to think of islands when I think of rum, period. Same. But... Because so, nobody like, does it better than y'all. I mean, the end. And the there's end. so many things to drink. Get over it if you're mad. So there's that. But I do think that it's worth uh, changing the name of. We want to have a good time. We don't want to drink your celebrity liquor and feel bad about it. But it's also like, nigga, even what's his name? Who's, who's tequila is Delion? Is that 50 Cent or is it? Is it I didn't know a famous nigga on Delion. Oh, nigga, I love Delion. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of these niggas has like a... Dustin crazy ass put me on to that. And when Casamigos is not available, I will drink it. Yeah, it is good. But I think a lot of the problem with this Michael B. Jordan thing is also that the trademark application says that Juve has no meaning in a foreign language, which is crazy. Because right, it literally is, is a, a foreign language. A literal lie. <laughs> like it literally translates, first of all, because that's a French word. And then, you it's... know, Creole and different dialects and different spins on the interpretation. Like, first of all, all of that is true. But then to just be like, yeah, this doesn't mean anything. So we can just use the name. Like, of course people are going to be pissed because that means a lot to them. That's their fucking culture. That means a lot to a, yes. Yes. I cannot believe nobody thought this. Nobody thought about this, really. And it's, you know, like, it's so simple. Like, y'all can do, like, the right-leaning cancel culture shit all you want to but it's like if this nigga was Trini I wouldn't care I would love that it was called this if he was Trini and it's not even my culture like obviously we get into like you know Carnival and Soka and stuff like that as Jamaicans as well but like this is Juve has never been something that's been specific to like me and but it still would not sit well with me but if he was I'd be like, oh, great. Yeah, sign me up. This sounds delectable. Right. But there's just something about, like, profiting off of 
cultures that aren't yours. And then the way that you go about it, you have to be very careful. This doesn't yeah. feel as skeevy as as the ways that other people have done it. But I still think that especially what this thing specifically means, it's worth changing. Even Nicki Minaj hopped on Instagram like, <laughs> oh, I'm, Lord. Sure, I'm sure he didn't mean anything by it. But now that he's been educated, change it and then continue to flourish, something like that. See, I I really think, you know, people can get over the fact that you're making a rum. You just need to change yeah. the name. <laughs> rum is like fragrance for celebrities. Remember when every celebrity, and even still now, has like a cologne or perfume? Yo, absolutely. It's like liquor now. Uh, that Beyonce heat is still great. So. Oh my God, I forgot about heat. How? I don't know. When she covered Fever for the commercial. Please, how dare yes. you? <laughs> Didn't she have another? She had more than one, too. She definitely did. I mean, most of the girls did. Britney Spears has multiple Yeah, everyone sense. did. Jennifer Lopez. Probably that other one. Uh, Jessica Simpson. Uh, like <laughs> A lot of people have like multiple perfume lines, makeup lines, mm-hmm. clothing lines, all that shit. Because, you know, celebrities can make a lot of money. Selling their name smart attached business. to products. Like it is. I'm not it out and, yeah. mad at it, but what's wrong with like Jordan Rum? Why can't it be? <laughs> why does it have to be like, why do you have to take and then be like, yeah, because it means nothing. So <laughs> I'm just going to use this just word. Like that's so rude. Little, <laughs> just put the little accent, the little apostrophe in between the J and O, yes. your Jordan, like you would in Julie. Yes, Trinis, please forgive us for. I'm sure we're mispronouncing the name of you. What do you want from me? I'm not fucking French. <laughs> I'm sh- I mean, I know it the in British French. British colonized my people. <laughs> I know it in French. However, I'm pretty sure that you know European French and what they speak in over yonder is not the same, and they almost certainly pronounce this differently. So you know, mm. God bless it, devil miss it, and Michael B. Jordan need to change the name of this room. <laughs> Please, because I want to enjoy it. I was going to say, because I would like to taste it. How did you? Yeah, I, I want, was literally going to say that. <laughs> I just don't feel bad about it. <laughs> right. I want to like buy this and not feel guilty. So please change the name. Um, Let's see here. I don't. Okay. So Chris Brown is facing a new battery accusation. What? After the police were called to his home over the weekend where a woman says that he slapped her so hard the weave flew off of her head and they took her battery battery report from her uh, in which it says she suffered no further injuries and no one's been arrested. Christopher has responded with y'all so damn cap uh, followed by one, two, three, four. Nine laughing emojis. And what's funny? Um, I don't know. I guess the story. Damn. It's pretty cartoonish. The headline Chris Brown under investigation after a woman smacks, claims he smacked her weave off. Of course. Um, That would be a headline. I mean, yeah, the weave is like everyone's focal point. Or yeah, whatnot. they want you to laugh. And I mean, it sounds funny, but doesn't it also sound like something a nigga might do? Um, especially a nigga with a documented history of violence towards women. Yes, it definitely sounds like something he would do. One hundred percent sounds like something Christopher Brown would do. Let's roll back that beautiful bean footage, shall we? I don't want to know. 
I mean, just saying, Chris Brown has a decorated history of mistreating women, to put it politely. And we all know about the situation with Rihanna. We've all we all saw him stalk Karuchi, hollering her name outside the club and shit, following her home and shit after she broke up with him. Like we all have seen this from Christopher Brown. So the idea that he smacked, hit, punched, whatever, a woman so hard that her track came loose, I fully am capable of believing that. Well, let's see if this is one of those things that dissolves through a settlement or if we hear more about it or I don't know. That little nigga, he just makes it so hard to root for him. He really does. Chloe Bailey has... Got y'all talking yet again. Why? Because she's fine. And that's pretty much it. Um, During the recent, I don't know, Verizon Wireless Juneteenth, whatever this, (laughs) (laughs) Juneteenth by Pepsi, whatever this shit is. (laughs) I really do think it was like ABC presents Juneteenth. Them niggas was set free in Texas. (laughs) Yes. I really think (laughs) that's what it was. Juneteenth, nigga to today. Um, <laughs> the 80s, the 90s, and the niggas. I don't know. Whatever. So she did this like Juneteenth Love performance it. thing where she was basically gorgeous um, and sexy and performing um, and being fine and, you know, throwing ass and whatnot. And yeah. so a lot of y'all could not take and complained about the over-sexualization, quote-unquote, of a classic Nina Simone original and, you know, whatever the fuck. I'm frustrated by the fact that we got so caught up in discussing how Chloe looked rather than how the fuck she sounded. Can we just for a moment talk about the way that Chloe opened her goddamn face and saying feeling good for she this thing. She always does. She always does. Chloe does not miss, okay? And you can hear that mentor all over her. You can hear it and see it. But the thing is, y'all wanted to get caught up in the fact that it was like, oh my goodness, Dread Yonce, we can't catch, we like, oh my, we Dread can't take Yonce. two of them. <laughs> we can't take more than one. This is too much. <laughs> like, because everything about this was very much a child of of Parkwood Entertainment and the Beyonce of things and right. Destiny's grandchild or whatever you want to call her. Um, but but I, also, I was just like, damn that voice. Yeah, I mean, so there was definitely that. Like, I'm always impressed with uh, Chloe and Hallie, who also... Absolutely. The, the pictures finally leaked of her red uh, of her red locks. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I haven't seen them. Are you kidding? <laughs> they finally leaked. Of course, they're not like high resolution or anything, but they're out there. Disney, you tried and that's fine. However, it's over. But um, I also felt like people who were criticizing this for being sexual don't know <sighs> a lot about Nina Simone because Nina Simone was like very sexual and very open about it and like I'm looking at her her attitudes about sex were not a secret and the song is called feeling good so like like, have you heard it (laughs) do you know nina simone girl like if you don't like it fine but to be like this is too sexual it is disrespectful to nina simone nina simone probably would be like yes bitch roll that pussy it was like (laughs) 
Have y'all ever, it's, I don't know. I, I hate, like, I'm just bored with the performative social media justice garbage. Like, if you go stand up, stand the fuck up or just sit, because that's cool too. Like, like this is very, ba- it doesn't even require much research. Like, have you heard of this lady? She was odd. Like, she wasn't just like right. some stuffy, poetic women should wear yeah you know, hands made tail and no skirts and above the knees she was not one of y'all repressed toes fuck. absolutely like, and she was all she was like sexy and this is like all you have to do is read some nina simone watch documentary like this is not a, a secret it's, it's right if i know it y'all can also know it so <laughs> i don't understand how y'all like i'm all for the internet getting mad when they are justifiably outraged but when you don't even know why you mad and you just saying shit and you have no idea what is going on behind it that's when i'm like why are you wasting your time why are you s- yes we could just be quiet we could talk about something else i mean and you could easily say look it just wasn't for me girl i just yeah. wasn't feeling it and that's fine because personal taste you know, it just can't be accounted for. But this is disrespectful to Nina Simone's legacy. And she would have never this overtly sexual. Okay, that lets me know that you don't know one goddamn thing about Nina Simone. That's that's what Nina that tells me. Like, I know Nina turned to God and angels and was like, are you sure I cannot just crack the sky open and yell at them? <laughs> because this is like, I'm tired. Of them Let me just me. log in right quick because I want to set the record straight. Her granddaughter tweeted, everyone's coming at Chloe Bailey for her performance of my grandmother Nina Simone's song, Feeling Good. But what y'all don't understand is that grandma was a free-spirited woman herself. She would have loved that performance as much as I do. Relax, <gasps> Chloe Kim. Oh, amen. Thank you, Nina's granddaughter. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know she said that. But yes, literally that. Y'all don't know Nina Simone. Y'all just <laughs> be talking. And I feel like it's probably that way with a lot of like... Our black legends, especially the women of like previous generations, our grandmothers and even older than that, y'all are like (laughs) real ridiculous about respectability and stuff around them. Maybe because you don't want to think of them as sexual beings, but none of them were shy about that shit. (laughs) Right. Like if you read a lot of their fucking memoirs or watch documentaries, like you just said of them, like most of them spoke quite openly about like being grown ass women, Mm -hmm. their sex lives and owning who they are. And, and that being like their own form of revolution, like their own form of resistance. Y'all don't know these ladies. (laughs) I could have saw this, like this gave me, Chloe would have performed this at the BET awards for Nina Simone tribute. And Nina would have been in the front row. Like, yeah, go ahead. Young lady. Like Prince was like, when, um, I'm trying to think who was that was that Lettucey for everyone but Trey Songs yes, yes. I think Lettucey I know Trey Jenna Songs Monet. he was looking over to the side like child remove her <laughs> like this was what happened here <laughs> but he loved Janelle he did a song for her album so yeah they toured yeah. together right so he yeah yeah exactly that I could see that exact same thing again because Nina Simone was a very sexual person but if you didn't actually know anything about Nina Simone, you just heard a few of her, you know, probably top three biggest records ever. And your grandma always played them. So you associated Nina Simone with your grandma. Then I can see how you jump to that incredibly wrong conclusion. So. Yeah, the wrong one. Leave that girl alone. What is Chloe? Like 22, 23? Leave that girl Still alone. just a young lady minding her business and doing her job, doing her literal job, just yep. doing her job. 
just working and being good at it as well and just being so great at it we won't let you forget them vocals and ungodly hour is still one of my favorite albums from 2020 so T-Pain recently spoke in an interview with This Is Pop for Netflix where he talks about a time, well, the clip that's going around right now, he talks about a time where Usher told him that he kind of fucked music up. He says that on a flight to the BT Awards in 2013, he was sleeping. You are the worst. And a, a flight attendant told him that Usher wanted to speak to him in the back. Which to me was like, you sent a flight attendant to ask this nigga to get up <gasps> and come over to you? This is the most To tell him shit. this terrible, rude, unsolicited foolishness? Anyway, T-Pain says that Usher basically said to him that he fucked up music for real singers and that um, he thought that he and Usher were friends at that point, and it kind of Damn. was something that <laughs> sent him into a four-year depression. Um, it's different when people that you are friends with, people that you respect in your craft, say terrible, unnecessary bullshit versus, right. you know, John Doe on Instagram, I guess. Um, so, I've said over the past few weeks, I'm all the way here for the T-Pain uh, resurgence, whatever I want for him to get his flowers. Uh, he seems mostly unproblematic. Um, and I love what he's contributed. He's also from Florida. And I remember the days of nappy heads and robbery. And I just love him. <laughs> I also would probably <laughs> like a T-Pain. <laughs> I mean, not many of y'all remember. You know what it is. The classic hip-hop r&b ballad robbery by nepids and um you should do better mm. it's pre i'm sprung t-pain educate yourself um so when i saw this uh this clip i really i i wanted to just spit at usher's feet i'm not even gonna lie to you Damn. and like i'm not even gonna like Damn, that's explicit. This is a long-ass time ago. I don't know what Usher was thinking, you know, so I'm not going to hold it against him. And T-Pain himself tweeted damage control afterwards. <laughs> he said, I still love and respect Usher. Telling that story was in no way meant to disrespect that man. People talk shit about me 24-7, but when it comes from someone you truly respect, it hits different. I never said fuck Ursh. It was a drop in the ocean of shit I was already going through. Mm. And for people going back 48 weeks to dig up a tweet, I don't know what that's in relation to. But anyways, yeah, when I saw this, or when I read it, I thought of this, I'm not going to go into the specific cartoon, but I was just like, if I saw Ursh right now, I would just go, it like spit his feet. <laughs> How are you going to say that to that man? And he sounds fine without autotune. Like, I know that that's what that was in re relation to because T-Pain's use of autotune hipped a whole bunch of other motherfuckers to this technology that existed and that was being used long before T-Pain. And the industry was like, oh, yeah, cool. We can use this thing for people that can't really sing or do runs or anything, even though T-Pain did it as a preference and not because he has a terrible voice without it. And so then people blamed him for all of this garbage-ass music that came on the tail end of it, like, we didn't enjoy the music that T-Pain was giving us. Right. Furthermore, Usher has worked with some of those same people. So, 
Yeah. I found that annoying. I did too. Like, even though there's something at the back of my spirit telling me that T-Pain don't need me to take up for him. (laughs) True. I felt like, you know, and maybe I've just been in school for too long, but immediately I was like, for Usher to tell a flight attendant to like, wake this nigga up. Why? To come to the back and be like, yo, you're trash and you ruined music, which is a gross overstatement. I just thought, I hope T-Pain knows that that was about Usher's insecurities and not actually about it sounds him like he does. as an artist. Because I clearly remember Usher's uns, uns white boy phase that Hello. was absolute garbage. And this conversation... <laughs> This conversation, (laughs) that's probably not even going to end up in the audio, but this conversation (laughs) probably like occurred during that time where Usher was like struggling to find white approval and, you know, it not really crowned all the way over for him. And and to be like, well, you ruined it for real singers. Like, yes, Usher can sing, but let's not act like Usher is, you know, Whitney Houston. Let's not do that. So and like you gave us justin bieber that gave us dreadlocks and a martin luther king mixtape and we shan't that forget nobody it. the fuck asked we for. shall not forget it usher yes i'm sure you made a buck a fucking bucket load of money off justin bieber i am of sure course. you did however look at what you did to the rest of us look at what you did to black people. Let's just not even include music in it. Mm. You got this motherfucking rubbing, rubbing Elmer's glue throughout his hair, calling it dreads, arguing with the fucking Grammys because his record is R&B and he tries so hard to be an R&B and how dare y'all call him pop? Like, that's what you did. I had Giveon and Daniel Caesar on this album. <laughs> Didn't you see my Basquiat skirt? we're moving past that just a week later and i'm already like one with like i'm already being petty one week after we had the conversation jesus okay last one megan the stallion and the baby went at it over tory lane oh wait nigga i'm finna go get some wine (laughs) i'm finna go get some wine because i have some shit to tell you about that nigga Tory Lanez, I think we spoke uh, maybe at some point during this whole debacle between Tory and Megan about how Tory at some point was using some video that he shot with the baby as like, you know, uh, political leverage against her or something. Because everyone, you know, infamously refers to the baby as Megan's work husband or whatever. They work together all of the time. And so he was trying to be like, look, the baby and me are still cool. So obviously something's wrong with that bitch, whatever. And at the time she tried to be like, oh, that's from a song that's old and and not cleared. And it's not given what he's trying to give it, whatever. So I get that song, Scat, featuring the baby is out now. Oh, I hate that name. And um. Yeah, I guess the video is on the way soon. So people were, you know, discussing it being petty. And there was a tweet from someone that said, I guess the baby and Tory Lane's cool now because they both shot somebody and don't have to do no jail time. And the baby retweeted this, which is what caused, you know, the initial headlines and stuff. Of course, he claims that 
He didn't intend to retweet it. He doesn't know how it got retweeted. He said, I don't know what type of Illuminati shit Twitter got going on. (laughs) I I retweet. But ball if I want to promo, I ain't retweet that silly shit. Right. So, you know, the song is still a thing. The video, I'm sure, is still a thing. So the stallion retweet or she tweeted support me in private and publicly do something different. These industry men are very strange. This situation ain't no damn beef. And I really wish people would stop downplaying it. Like it's some internet shit for likes and retweets. Thank the you. baby retweeted this and said, you don't let these folks get the best of you. Thug. I don't got no bad energy for you. You know, like I know I ain't no industry nigga. Let him fool you into thinking that you tripping. Stand on what you stand on without feeling like I'm against you. Stay focused, my G. She responded and said, my stance has changed. Has My stance hasn't changed at all. Yours has. We already spoke about this in private and you specifically said, that ain't even no good business move. Why would I promote that shit? But now this ain't your beef. That ain't real. But you stay on your business, my G. And then her boyfriend, oh no, he says, the baby said, I don't even go back and forth with my own bitches on the net. Now I'm on this motherfucker going back and forth with another nigga woman about some shit another nigga accused of. How the fuck that work? Y'all niggas hell. Happy Juneteenth, though. We started, this literally was on June 19th. Happy Juneteenth, though. We started this bitch off with a bang, didn't it? Love you, Meg. And then her boyfriend piped in and said, you ain't got to address it. Her, you ain't got to address her again. And they I know each that's other. right. Partisan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't. I don't even know that I gathered an opinion on this yet. I just feel like why are either of them using the baby as like bait over the other one's head? Then again, Shaka Khan. Like this isn't a fucking like <laughs> you know, this is not a Sheila E feature. Who the fuck cares? Like yeah. he's appeared just like the rest of y'all. I understand, I guess, from her perspective, because I'm sure that they really to her, especially since Megan has called everyone her friend since she's been in the industry. Right. I'm sure she and this nigga at this point, she was like considered him a friend. And it is not just simple rap beef like this nigga shot me right <laughs> something that's bigger than just this is the shade internet room shit like, and right. likes like she yeah. said. <laughs> exactly like she said so i feel like i've tried to give the baby a lot of grace i've been mm-hmm. like understanding when he did things vile yes. things that i yes. felt like i could personally understand yes um but as the months and years have gone on, that ability to like be patient with him or to be understanding with some of his actions has begun to wane. And then a few weeks ago, I'm gonna have to tell you when we're done recording, but Fran told me some shit about the baby that made me delete all his music out my phone. Work. Well. So I did that a couple of weeks ago. And so when this whole thing with Megan came up, I was just like, look at Spirit telling me off top like this nigga is not somebody you need you know, to be supporting everyone because, is going to want to know i that. mean and that's fine that continue to wonder but like oh, i love having team <laughs> <laughs> but like i mean team. honestly if i didn't regardless of what fran told me this shit with meg would have been enough for me to delete his music if i had not already done it it's pretty corny it would right because it is and like 
He shot her. It ain't no, I'm not picking (laughs) sides in this. He shot her. It ain't no, I'm neutral. He fucking shot her. It actually reminded me of the discussion we had while talking about Chrisette Michelle last week and how the bar is just different with niggas. (laughs) Like, what Chrisette Michelle did and said deserved the response that she got. Not wavering on that at all. But niggas can literally cap a bitch and and it just be like what's the problem that's your issue right <laughs> like, like, <what>? excuse me <laughs> he fucking if he wasn't so low to the ground he might have actually hurt her so how are y'all acting like this or, don't yeah, mean like, nothing her. Yeah. right like he could have really like sincerely injured fatally her. wounded this woman or caused permanent damage and y'all are acting like it ain't no big deal and so, i know a huge ugh. part of it across the board is the fact that y'all have an issue with Meg's, you know, the sexual yep. nature of her content and her constantly shaking ass. And you just, like, don't really see it for her anyway because she's that girl. And so I feel like it adds to the fact that a lot of y'all don't really have a problem when people just completely disregard this this situation. And then yeah. it's like, then we're also sort of just conditioned to look past a lot of the transgressions or the violence or the constantly perpetuated toxicity of influential niggas, like, it's not a big deal. So it's like the combination of those things is kind of like, I don't hear anything. You hear anything? (laughs) Like, I feel like that's what we run into a lot of times when we talk about this kind of shit, and it's unfortunate. But I really have no qualms with not listening to Tori or the baby. And I have enjoyed songs from the both of them. If I can like have no problem staying away from R. Kelly's music. Yep. Then I can the definitely cut you niggas out. That ain't no problem. Nothing. <laughs> like nothing. That ain't no fucking problem. I haven't even pressed play on a Kanye record on purpose in a while. And that was like, yeah. That like that sucks. I have so, Kanye's music separated from like before he died and then afterwards. Yeah. And the stuff he made after he died, I really to. don't. It's a bit easier. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a lot like graduation <laughs> and college dropout. That's a lot easier to listen to than, mm-hmm. you know, the life of Pablo and Pablo has some bumps. It had Pablo one has bump. some bumps. It has one bump. And that I've, bump is called Ultralight Beam. Un- also, my beam is undeniable, but I do like the um. It doesn't matter. The bleach on my t-shirt song. No, and the, uh, she just bleached her ass so, on. No. I bleach on my t-shirt. I don't even think and that's that album. For my t-shirt. Is that <laughs> yes, that album? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, it no, sure is. the one with Chris Brown, the wave song. Oh no, Mm-mm. and I don't understand I really why like people are continuing to work with Chris Brown. I really yeah. don't get that either, H.E.R. I'm looking at you, sister. But also, several other people, whites included. The fact that y'all act like Chris Brown is not an abuser is very weird. But, okay. Same thing that we're talking about right now. <laughs> like, it's kind of like... The standards for men are just entirely It's different. different. Yeah, Tory Lanez we- shot this girl. One of the biggest names in rap right now. Literally shot her in the foot. And niggas are acting like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And and will cuss you out for daring to say something about it because Megan makes them feel small. Yeah, First of all, literally small. Most of y'all are shorter than she is. 
but oh, also yeah, she is like a stallion. I forgot. She is the... first of all, like the stature is there, but also like everything else about <laughs> Megan, the shit she raps about, y'all literally can't live up to. So you automatically you don't walk around defensive. your house butt naked and admi- admire your own posterior. Of course I do, but you know I'm a pony. I'm not asking you. I'm oh. asking them. <laughs> I know that we do. I was like, you know, I'm five three, so I turn around and be like, I see you, show pony. You getting it, girl? I ain't, I ain't no stallion, and I ain't never been, and never will be. I simply do not have the DNA that will allow me to reach that height. And that's fine. But I don't let Megan's confidence and her love of herself and the fact that she owns her sexuality make me feel bad about myself. If anything, it's an inspiration. Right. And I don't understand how y'all are so mad. But yes, I do. Because men are always mad at women who dare to like be themselves and not cater to everything that they think a nigga wants. What the fuck? Who cares if her like brand or what she enjoys making or listening to is... Is I'm shaking this ass. Like, niggas care. I need a constant stream of that. The same way I need a constant stream of reggae, Afrobeat, soca music. The same way I need a constant stream of new R&B of all kinds and all sorts and alternative rock. Like, I need for the moments where I'm out on the weekend or whatever at brunch or something, I need something to shake my ass to. Yes. I need for the girls to continue to bring me G string music. If it's not like, mm-hmm. if you're tired, Amen. then fine. Chica is right there. Baby mother. Like there's so many other, but you don't want to do that. No. You don't want to listen to them. You're not being honest. You just want to shit on the girls that are like, I'm fine. I love my ass and I love shaking it. And it's not even for you. It's for me. That's the get like you hate that. Mm-hmm. Stop. Just say like I don't like this. It makes me uncomfortable and I'm like I'm totally okay with with ignorance from niggas in hip hop. Cuz like maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's time for us regardless of gender, regardless of whatever, to stand in the fact that you're okay with men being like sexual, violent or whatever on on rap songs, but women being sexual and violent on rap songs is weird for you. Maybe we all just need to stand up. But, like, demonizing women like Megan Thee Stallion and then pass that excusing violence against them because it makes you uncomfortable how they, like, present themselves, to me, is strange. Especially because I want thought shit. Like, I need thought shit. Every fucking day. I want it. And I just think... You know, this is niggas' own insecurities, and they're making it, it Meg's problem when it's really your problem. You need to deal with your attitude towards women, why you feel like women should be obligated to act in a different way than men. Because, again, your problem, not Ladies, problem. that's your fucking insecurity as well. And y'all be the same ones down with the Fashion Over jumpsuit that was twenty nine ninety nine, and shaking your ass when the song comes on. Free, free your mind it's fine it's okay let the girls provide you with a soundtrack and a good time or whatever and y'all be dealing with these same niggas that don't have a cuban link don't have two dimes to (laughs) to rub together and treat you the same ass way and then you mad at these girls like i don't it doesn't add up to me yeah let that internalized uh sexism and misogyny go let it go and i can like as somebody who grew up being taught to have disdain for women who actually own their sexuality and dare to go against the church or men or society and outgrew that very quickly. I just want y'all to know that like, you're just mad because those girls are free. 
You're just mad because they're free. You're mad because they do things that you can't do without being worried about what your mama or daddy or church or or extended family or community or job or or boyfriend might say about you. You're mad because they live outside those rules. And you could also, you might have to lose some things in the process, but you could also live that freely. You simply don't. You could, but you do not for whatever reasons you have. And so what you ought not do is project that bullshit onto a girl who is just living her life. Maybe you need to sit down and objectively look at your own situation and say, damn, this is what I'm choosing to accept. And that's why I feel a way about people who seem to have so much more freedom than I do. Regardless, you need to leave Megan out of it. Acting like Megan is responsible for y'all's feelings about her is ridiculous. Because that girl ain't yeah. did nothing to nobody. Megan the Stallion has not hurt nobody in no way. She ain't did shit to none of y'all. What does she do? Put on tight ass booty shorts and fucking show us her gorgeous ass and twerk and give us bops. That is what Megan does. If you met her, that's your problem. Kind of weird. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. That's it for the Hot Tops this week. It's time for us to do some letters. It is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Our first letter this week comes from Desiree, who says, My man and I planned a vacation this summer with our son, and I invited a good friend of mine who I've known for the past three years. We've been on vacation before with her and her family, and we have a great time together. Recently, we met up to plan out our activities. We each booked the plane tickets for our group and we each paid for a villa. We agreed that we would add up the costs of both villas and split it at a later date so that each group pays the same amount. During our meetup, I mentioned that my mother-in-law could watch the kids if we decided to go out to the club one night since she lives in the country that we're visiting. My friend considered the idea and then casually mentioned that maybe her mother could come on the vacation too to have a vacation, first of all, and to also watch her son if needed. I've only met her mom once and she was really nice. So I said it would be fine since the villas we rented are big and her mom has good vibes. The next day, my friend reached out to confirm that her mother could go and asked again if it would be okay. And I agreed. Today, I hit her up so we could split the cost of everything but she split the cost of the villas in half when I think that it should be split amongst three. Even if it's not a completely equal distribution, I think her mom should have to pay a portion since she will be taking part in the activities and enjoying the vacation. Am I tripping? I'm not sure because I've never had somebody's mom tag along on a vacation before. How should I approach my friend and how much do y'all think her mama should pay? Thanks, Desiree. 
Well, uh, why is this good? Oh, everything gives me the fucking Golden Girls. Um, <laughs> I mean, so gives me. This was probably a storyline. <laughs> yeah, no. What the fuck is the name of that episode where Sophia was tagging along everywhere? right before larceny and old lace i was gonna Whatever. say wait not the one where they went on vacation and it turned out to be a flop and they thought they got lost but they were no, really no, at no. another resort okay no there's one where sophia's like friend died and dorothy's dating some new nigga and then like she keeps like she takes her mom with her everywhere and yes <laughs> i have seen that her new nigga is like girl can you please so about the like, little old sicilian what can we do why is she gonna <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, planned to go to the Bahamas, and Sophia heard it. She was like, all right, we going to, we're the, going Bahamas, to the Bahamas. Right? And Dorothy was like, not you, lady. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. This one's really complicated. I, cause, I mean, I could understand why you would feel that way, because I kind of... I, I mean, I think I understand a little tiny bit of petty somewhere during that trip being like it paid her way like oh so she <laughs> she can't buy the drinks either oh, shoot. so we supposed to get her a drink like I can see like little stuff yeah. just getting in the way of you having a regular all good time but I don't know how you would express this to your friend yeah I could see like small stuff during the trip, like coming up in the back of your mind and being like, mm, that's why that lady need to chip in because that drink was $12 and 78 cents. Exactly. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, Even though that's probably uh, petty when it really comes down to it, because y'all are renting villas, which lets me know that everybody involved mm-hmm. is not struggling to pay for this vacation. Um, And since your friend put one villa on, you know, her card and you put another villa on yours, I kind of feel like, you can bring as many people as you want to that can comfortably fit in your villa. Mm. So maybe y'all don't need to be splitting the cost of the villas. Maybe y'all need to split the cost of the activities. Mm. And even then, if your friend's mother is not just watching her kid, but watching both kids, like if there's an opportunity for her to watch both of the children while y'all go have like, grown young nigga time or whatever then i would definitely be like okay you know what i'm not gonna be petty over a few hundred dollars or something like that because totally agree you know your mom can come have a vacation and she's doing me a favor as well so we can go to dinner or whatever so so agree i think i think if the cost of the villas are equal and her mother's coming along doesn't change the price of the villa significantly then i would just let it go especially if this is like you feeling like well it's fair to do the mathematics and blah blah blah, and not like an actual budgetary concern Mm -hmm. then i would probably just let it go i probably would (laughs) yeah i think i I think so too i think so too i think you also raise a good point of like if she's gonna be there and like watch the kids while y'all get to like have a moment where you can go and like right where y'all go snorkeling shit (laughs) yeah then i totally i think i would i would let it go um but i also think it's a good opportunity for you to kind of um 
like leave it as it is um and and see how things go and maybe she will be an asset and she'll be helpful and she'll you know be a good time and it won't be no pressure and if not and you know if she ends up you know being sort of a mooch and kind of like <laughs> annoying or whatever then it's just something i think i would discuss with my friend afterwards yes after the trip yes same um, i wouldn't bring it up right now though yeah no not now i think i would let the trip happen and then afterwards maybe talk to her about it but um for now yeah i feel like i would just leave it yeah and hope for the best um and yeah hopefully she'll watch the kids for you and i think that if yeah like crystal said if that even allows you a day or couple hours to go snorkel and drink and eat carbs then (laughs) Then it's worth it right so um but yeah good luck desiree let us know how it goes we have another question from somebody planning a vacation this one is from magenta who says my boyfriend recently broke up with me and even though i'm sad about it i know i deserve better than him so i'll be all right the issue is (laughs) i have a big birthday trip planned in august it was supposed to be a couple's trip with me, a few of my friends, and their boyfriends. Oh, hell. But <laughs> I don't really want to go anymore. wonder why. I know it's stupid to let a nigga ruin your plans, but I had a vision of what my trip would be like. And I have a feeling I wouldn't be able to fully enjoy myself while there because I would be imagining what it would be like if he was there, too. True. Plus, now I have to pay for the trip, which wasn't in my plans at all. <laughs> simply being real (laughs) yeah i agree i'm also not trying to be around my friend's boyfriends now that i'm single which is very petty but that's how i feel (laughs) yeah yeah how would y'all feel about it if you were my friend in this situation and i canceled the trip i know that i can't ask my girls to not bring their boyfriends because that's childish We can still get cash refunds from the Airbnb, but if we cancel now, we would only get flight credits back, which I know because I just canceled his flight. (laughs) I would rather just do a small girl's trip to Vegas or Houston or a solo trip back home to New Orleans, but I don't want to disappoint my friends who have their hearts set on this vacation. What should I do? Thanks, Magenta. Um... Magenta. I think that I don't know. Is there is there a possibility that she can invite like a homie, like another homie, mm. maybe a guy friend, or it doesn't even have to be like it could be your cousin, like someone who can like fill the place of your now ex, whose like sole mission. Uh, by way of your invitation <laughs> is to, like you know split these costs <laughs> no not just to split the costs but to help to, to like provide a distraction of the fact that like your now ex is not on the trip with you you know like because i don't know <laughs> i just pr- imagine I don't know why. Just picture the retreat that the Married to Medicine cast be going on where they all fight. I don't know. I really don't. Because someone always is single. Like, one of them is always, like, like, 
in the middle of a divorce or something. And so, like, someone always is there without their partner. That's why I thought of it. Always. (laughs) But I'm thinking, like, you know, if there's a possibility, maybe you could have someone sort of sit in for him that will kind of be, like, your play boo on this trip. So, like, when y'all do certain activities or when y'all are having dinner, you'll have, like, a friend to sort of lean on uh, to not only split the financial difference, but the emotional difference. Mm, um, that's real. Because, like, yeah, everybody needs a vacation right now, especially those of y'all who have not had one period, point blank, at all, zero, nothing. Right. Have not gone, not gone nowhere except maybe the mailbox. Um, and so I understand that, but it's like, I also understand not at all having any interest, desire to be in a setting where you know you are going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a good time. You're going to be triggered. That is not what the fuck a vacation, road trip, anything of the above is about. Especially and when so, it's your birthday. Hello. So I think that if the idea, personally, I think if the idea of having uh, someone who can come on the, the trip with you that can like sort of fill that spot and make it still fun. If that's a possibility, then go for that. However, at the same time, I'd imagine that those people are probably already invited <laughs> and coming with their partner. Um, mm. So I don't know how. Uh, well, she did mention that she has another friend who is single, who is supposed to be coming. So maybe you and this friend could like, link up split costs and it would make it less awkward. Like I wouldn't be the only single person on the trip, Mm -hmm. but if there was another single person, then I would still go. I also believe in like having, um, a wake for, um, your ass. Y'all can have a whole funeral for that nigga. So maybe there could be a time where you, you allot a moment in the schedule where you're just like, okay, me and mine, like me and my friends, we're gonna have a. I forgot where they said they're going. Did they say where they're going? Um, did she say? No, she just said a trip. Whatever. We're gonna be on the beach in the woods. Wherever. I feel like I feel like it's a, a, a an island though. <laughs> right. So we're gonna have a beach vigil or whatever, where you take a picture of this nigga. And y'all like burn it or put it on a little uh, popsicle stick raft out into whatever. Like maybe you make an activity that is centered around you moving forward and have it be something where these friends like the focus is specifically to address that and heal from that and support you during the trip. That might be something that can help to sort of like not only rip the bandaid off, but like put a fresh new one on it. In the meantime, you know, mm. but I think ultimately, IMO, if you just know you can't do it, bitch, you just can't fucking do it. It's your birthday and it doesn't make any sense to me, like, for you to be out there and be triggered and not having a good time and your friends are surrounded with the person they're going to be having sex with on this goddamn resort. Right. And you, like, girl, no. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I also would not like it's my birthday if it was my friend's birthday like a very close friend I might just suck it up and deal with it but for my own birthday I'm not going to be miserable I don't know so if another single person can't come then the whole trip is canceled 
which I'm honestly sorry. might motivate all your friends to be like, look, who can we find? Mm-hmm. What like can we get her some temporary dick? Can we call one of our homegirls? Like they probably chat. don't want to right. They probably don't want to cancel this shit neither. But like it's you your birthday. It's Oliver movie. Your birthday, so you can yeah. cancel it if you want to. That's first you and sure foremost. Can. You the fuck can. Secondly, or I would say, <laughs> wait, or what? It. <laughs> or yes, or you can change the date. <laughs> although, if niggas already have their tickets booked, they might have to pay a change fee and all that mm-hmm. other shit. But, um, you said that you had no intentions of paying for this trip, which I understand. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should ask yourself: Is it that right now is the reality that I don't want to pay for it, or that I cannot afford it? Yeah. Because if you cannot afford it, then you need to go ahead and tell them now, listen, this nigga broke up with me. It was absolutely not in the budget for me to pay for this. And so I can no longer make it. And they might just go without you. And that's their business. But, you know, say it now. Don't wait because this trip is in August. So say it now if you cannot afford to go. Um, But if you can afford to go and you have another single friend who is able to join you, then I would go anyway, because even though like you had this vision in your head of what it would be like and, you know, you would be imagining if he was there, I can say that I have taken trips solo um, after difficult breakups and it is true that you do have these moments of being like, oh, my God, if this nigga was here, he would love blah, blah. Like you do yeah. have those moments. But also there's like a lot of introspection and growth and mm-hmm. like there's a lot of value also in like doing things without a nigga being attached to you. Like a lot of value. So um, if you can afford it and there's another single person who will be going, I would recommend that you go anyway. And then also plan like a small girl's trip to Vegas or Houston or go back home to New Orleans by yourself. Like you were talking about, like you can do both really as long as you have the budget for it. But, you know, only if you can't afford it. Or if you're the only single person, would I say, okay, cancel the trip altogether? Because um, you might think like, oh, God, I'll be so preoccupied with this nigga that I won't even have a good time. But you could also be wrong, girl. I think you're underestimating the effects that marijuana and alcohol can have on a vacation. (laughs) Because and you also never know who will also be there. That is also you could be missing out on a prime opportunity for some new dick because you're still worried about this old dick that's probably already moved on to somebody else. Like you could be taking this time to have yourself a birthday extravaganza, you know, your own how Magenta got her groove back or whatever. Like you could be throwing Mm. that away because of your feelings for a nigga when that relationship is over. So and also you might cancel it now and then find in August that your feelings are different and you wish you hadn't. So, yeah, just if you're going to do that, keep that dick all inclusive. Don't end up on 90 day, 90 day. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. Remember to leave that dick exactly where you found it. Right there where it is. Leave the dick where you found it, girl. That's a very important lesson that not enough of you learn. Leave that dick right there. But, you know, go and have a good time because you deserve it. And... (laughs) (laughs) and it's your fucking birthday so yeah if you can afford it and you won't be the only single person i say go for it and uh let yourself have a good time yes yes 
Um, let's see. Shall we do another one or shall we wrap it? Up we're gonna wrap it up the week you know what i agree next week we have some um next week we have some breakup specific questions that we will get to but for right now oh, that wraps up. <laughs> for right now that will wrap up this week's letters again if you have a question for us send it to ask the read at gmail.com and it's time to finish things up now with the read take it away so very quickly i'm just gonna say kevin hart needs to shut the entire fuck up (laughs) i forgot about this didn't everybody because i mean anyway it doesn't matter so kevin hart um did an interview talking about cancel culture which is already so fucking boring because i mean and it's even more boring when black people do it because first of all i feel like you should know that canceling is a very specific individual decision. And just because one person is like, oh my God, I'm over you. I'm not supporting you no more. doesn't mean that your career is over. And just like every other time niggas invent something, mainstream media takes it and turns it into a much bigger and weirder deal than it actually is. And that's exactly where cancel culture, like that's where that whole phrase even comes from. But like niggas have been canceling people for as long as I can remember. And it almost never actually means that like me saying this means you no longer have income. Like it almost never actually means that it just means I myself in particular am no longer supporting you, but y'all have made it into such a weird, awful thing. And Kevin Hart is just the latest comedian to join in against cancel culture, talking about, you know, how he stepped down from hosting the Academy Awards, even though, you know, he was the one making these homophobic and terrible ass jokes on his <laughs> social media. And also he is the one who stepped down. The uh, <laughs> the Oscars did not actually fire this nigga. Right. But, you know, he talked about how he feels like he gives people growth because the only way you can learn is from making mistakes and living. And, you know, I just feel like y'all need to shut the fuck up and people not <laughs> perfect. I don't expect perfection from my kids or my wife or my friends. And the only way you grow, blah, 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 all this bullshit. So first of all, of course, Kevin Hart doesn't expect perfection from anybody because he cannot even remain faithful to his spouse. So, oh, of course, you don't expect perfection, which is impossible <laughs> from anybody else because you don't even expect competence from yourself. So, of course, you don't. But also, it was really, for me, it was the tweets afterwards where he was like, you know. Oh, yes. Like, I don't know why you couldn't have just given the interview, which was behind a paywall or whatever in the first place. And I'm sure he was doing the interview anyway, because he had this movie coming out. And I've heard. Oh, yeah actually really great reviews (laughs) it looks good i mean it does and you know i like lil real i feel like i want to see this but i'm so irritated with kevin hart right now that (laughs) and melody heard the the young girl who plays his daughter is really talented adorable see so it's like i want to see it and at the (laughs) same time Kevin Hart is so fucking irritating because he tweeted on the 15th. Sometimes you just got to sit back and laugh at some of the shit that you hear and I hear it all. And, 
you know, immediately going back into promo for the movie. But like even a a few days before that, talking about, you know, how everybody just got him fucked up and y'all don't understand and I'm rich and just like J. Cole or whoever said, you know, when he's rich, he did, he did whoever, whoever it was. I don't remember which nigga <laughs> it was. It was J. Cole. Yeah. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, was like, so random. like that nigga said, if you laughing at a millionaire making jokes on a millionaire, then the joke is on you. No, the joke is on you, you goofy bitch, because you still care about what these random ass niggas on the internet have to say about you. That's your issue. one 800 goddamn therapist, Kevin Hart, because you've been famous for too fucking long to still be this pressed over random internet niggas. And of course, celebrities are human beings. They have feelings about things. They cannot always take criticism easily, all that. Of course, I fucking understand that. But what you can't do is act like you're so far above everybody else and you got top, you got two of the top three biggest comedy specials of all time and you're this multi-millionaire and you're that bitch and that all the every goddamn thing else because you know what that bitch do don't talk to us about it you know what that bitch do that bitch does their shit and they don't worry about what people on the internet have to say about it they're certainly not going to log on and defend themselves against something that doesn't even exist for you to bring up the Oscars talking about cancel culture when clearly you weren't canceled because you're promoting a goddamn movie right now. lets me know <laughs> that you don't think things through Kevin Hart. You weren't canceled three or four times. You were canceled zero times because cancel means no more. Yeah. Maybe it's over as an over like, Overall, <laughs> as an entity, Kevin Hart has never been canceled. You have always been allowed to make your goddamn money. So this whole Twitter, the, the interview was bad enough, but this whole Twitter tirade you went on afterwards where you're just like, eh, y'all are just mad because I'm rich and you not. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are just mad because you're rich and they're not and they can come up with better jokes or maybe they can't. But yeah, a lot of people are jealous and a lot of people are also like, damn, Kevin Hart, we expect you to be better than like making fun of your children, making fun of your wife and being homophobic for jokes. I don't know why y'all expect better because that's always been what he did, but yeah, that's kind of his thing. Some people <laughs> clearly do. And I just feel like you can either act like you're better than everybody else. Say that you're this and that, and you're the richest, most successful comedian and can't nobody touch the him and your garden garment and all that. You can either say that and really act like it, or you can be real and just admit to your own humanity. You could do that. You could say, damn, I really feel insecure when y'all criticize me because I'm worried that maybe the bottom is going to fall out of this whole comedy thing and I'm going to have to go back to being broke again and I really don't want to have to do that. Or, I really don't think that he's ever going to be broken. I don't either. But you might still feel that way, even though anybody from the outside looking in is like, nigga, how? You can still feel that way personally. I don't know what's going on with Kevin Hart personally. And honestly, he probably don't either. Because if he did. a nigga and a comedian and sensitive. And niggas are like now doing the thing where they just kind of are tired of you. And so they start just saying shit. And like uh, his, a lot of the agitation from Twitter seemed to be stemmed in people being like, well, he's not even funny. 
I mean, I won't. I'm and not going to say like, that because say I've I'm enjoyed. Not funny because I've done this and I've got that and I've got all this money. And it's like, yeah, you're rich, but that doesn't. That's not what we say. You're not objectively funny because there's no such thing. Some right. people will find you right. funny and some will not. Right. There's no such thing as I am funny because I made money. No, you made money because you're popular. You made money because maybe you did a good job in this thing. But funny is always going to be up to the person who's consuming your art and why you are so pressed about the people who don't like you when the people who do clearly outnumber them. Exactly. Because like that's the argument. No. Yes. And I mean, I get it because it's much easier to pay attention to negative feedback than positive. So I understand that. However, at the same time, you're putting people down like, oh, well, I'm a fucking multimillionaire and the joke's on you dumb broke niggers who were waiting around for your stimulus check from Joe and Kamala because I'm rich and your dumb broke ass is dumb and broke. Like, you could also not do that. That's how I know Kevin Hart has issues that he needs to confront because you don't have to put down random people that you don't even know and make these generalized blanket ass statements when you're securing yourself and what you're doing. You don't have to do that. I get like the comment of like, I mean, I get like the sensitivity of like, oh, well, you're not good at what you do. Like, that's essentially what someone is saying. Yeah, because that's a critique. When they say like, you're not funny, right? But that's but that it's that like, person's if opinion. your argument is that like, how can you say I'm not funny? Look at how much money I've made being a funny person. Then it is like, what is this for then? Like, right. If, because again, one could argue back, sure, like there are, you've made a lot of money, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're funny because, like you just said, you can't objectively say that, like, yeah, I am just simply funny, the end, full stop. You know what I mean? Like, I can name people, like, what's that white man's name that nobody talks about anymore that also sold out arenas? No clue. Um, uh, Dane Cook, like, oh, Dane God, Cook was yes, never in any living day on earth, in my opinion, funny. Nope, and he was one of the biggest fucking comedians when he was huge, and now nobody fucking talks about him anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like there's an argument about like what that means or whatnot, but I just feel like Kevin Hart has done enough at this point, in my opinion, to solidify his position as a successful comic so it is kind of like what's going on you know what i mean like you might maybe do need to sit down and talk to someone i like to think sometimes that like and and i'm probably naive but like i like to think sometimes it's like can you even be as big as 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 a kevin hart and not have a therapist like can you really he not does, be talking though. to anybody i but really maybe don't he think isn't. he isn't i really think that he isn't and you know Maybe when Soul Plane came out, this reaction would have made sense. But it's 2021. Kevin Hart is a giant name. Kevin Hart has more than established his career and his presence. And I just feel like, you know, therapyforblackgirls.com, not just for black girls. (laughs) But you know what? I think that you also sort of hit on something when it's like, this fear of like going back to being broke because while Kevin won't like sometimes I think about um oh well, you didn't fucking watch the game damn it I think I kind of um, watched the game I know girl Melanie I think of uh Jason and how he was so incredibly cheap all of the time oh and yeah acted like mm, his he could next, not spend like, no money he was 
he acted like he was legit gold. Like if they went out for dinner, they they were going to be broke. Mm. You know what I mean? And sometimes Ridiculous. I wonder if there are incredibly wealthy people, especially ones that weren't always wealthy, maybe yep. that think that way. And I can't say that that's Kevin Hart, but I do sometimes bump on like what you're saying. It's like, girl, like who do you need to speak to? Because you. Even after your alleged three, four cancellations and all of the stuff that you have done good and bad, you're promoting a fucking film right. that's being reviewed well. Like, and it's like number one on Netflix right now. So it's like, yeah, sometimes. But comedians are also like infamously insecure and depressed and sad. And like, that's just a part of the thing as well. So hopefully he does speak to someone if he's not, because you're right. This is exactly what all of this screamed to me, which was, yeah. it was, it was like, girl, you're still one of the most successful comedians, black, white, male, green, purple, blue, whatever. Like, and you said that. So how is it that you can say it, but you don't feel it? Because yeah. if you really felt the impact of who you were, uh, then people, I, right. I mean, honestly, there's a part of me that's like, I really have a lot of empathy for you right now because you seem to not have, a like a real internal understanding of how successful you really are. And you let people who who are correct in their criticisms, but still unable to change your career trajectory get to you, which is really weird because you would think most people who like face valid criticism and yet continue to thrive would be like, yo, fuck you niggas, continue to stay mad, bitch. What did it change? Not a goddamn thing. Like, you would think I that. Mean, that stuff is hard. Like, having sharp comments and criticisms from strangers is very difficult. Like, a it, lot of people undermine that. That's, no, that's But I true. think that's precisely why therapy is so crucial. Mm-hmm. And there are legit entertainment doctors like the same way that you have like physicians that primarily work with people who work in sports for instance or lawyers that work with mostly like artists or celebrities you know what i mean like you have doctors like i don't have but i know (laughs) that like there are hollywood like psychiatrists that have other clients that Mm -hmm. you know so if Kevin Hart ain't talking to nobody, he need to. Because this... And I mean, that's fine. But like, even if you don't get a therapist, log the fuck off. Kevin yeah, Hart. Also not Kevin Hart, if you don't listen to shit else I say, listen to this. You are yeah. rich and famous enough to log the fuck off. Your team can do your promotion for you on your social media. You can approve every post if you want to or whatever the fuck else. But... Yeah. This reacting in front of the general public and reacting so poorly, it just makes you look like you need to get some fucking help. So I would highly suggest, first and foremost, getting some help, finding a trusted black therapist, maybe even black male therapist, whatever you need, you can afford to get. So I would um, suggest that first and foremost. But if you're not ready for therapy, then at least be ready to like sign out. And give your password to one of the many people who work for you. <laughs> That's what I would do if I were you. That is my advice for you, sir. Because you sound a fucking fool right now talking about how many times you've been canceled when your goddamn movie is coming out. <laughs> like, do you not understand? Which word do you not understand? Do you not understand promotion or do you not understand canceled? The definition of one of these is escaping you. 
been a shortage of work. I feel like there was probably more like work affecting scandals surrounding the cheating and like whatever weird mystery that surrounded that accident, the unfortunate accident that he was like, I feel like there was more like, what's oh, going yeah, on that with, shit with, with his Kevin friend Hart with and that. Like, did yeah, he try to like blame his, his friend for that shit? His friend trying to throw him under the bus and, or no, I think or he tried Kevin to throw his friend under the bus. Kevin lying on his friend, right. And like, then, that like, wasn't yeah. his hoe. Like, nigga, that was your hoe. <laughs> like, that was way more, I feel like, scandalous. Because like, even like you said, like the Academy or whatever, like, he apologized because we got a whole bunch of white gays over here. They're not right. Here. And Kevin and was, was like, like, "Girl, suck my dick." I no, simply I'm won't. I won't do the show at all. I've grown and I've learned, and you guys are gonna deal with it. But you step down. Them white folks was probably not gonna actually make you do that. That's just to say, like the girls have not turned their like even the industry they itself haven't. wasn't like fuck you sis and you are promoting a movie that's doing well but even so if it they definitely did. felt more like right but it felt more like girl are you good right because i feel like you're not this doesn't make sense coming from somebody of kevin hart's level of success and again yeah. if you are that stressed about being broke then certainly you have a giant chunk of money set aside somewhere saved that can't nobody touch Period. Like, I feel like most black celebrities do when they really make it. Like, you have some money set aside just in case all this shit evaporates the next day. But, like... He'd have to be snorting, sniffing, smoking, okay. and sexing his money away for that nigga Paying to, Paying like, child support for Nick Cannon number of children for him <laughs> to be stressed out. Because Nick Cannon has, like, five kids born this year. So Yeah, alone. Yes. So alone exactly <laughs> this is I, I think nick Cannon is up to like somewhere between seven and ten children i think he's at eight at, at child seven it's a ridiculous yeah. number of kids nick Cannon. he just had. had swims named like zion and zillion or something but kevin hart would have to have multiple mortgages paying 10 different child supports paying spouses support like he would have to be in serious financial trouble in order for me to be concerned about his finances I'm not worried about Kevin Hart's money. I want Kevin Hart to get his mental health together because I feel like this reaction on social media lets me know that you're not taking care of it and you won't be truly at peace as a celebrity until you confront whatever the fuck your demons are. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Okay. Well, for me, I want to talk about something that uh, actually brings to mind the thing that Kevin Hart was not canceled for, which was the joke <laughs> of <laughs> joke about him abusing his son if he was gay. Uh, there was a video that went viral the past week of a 12-year-old boy, I believe he's 12, named Tyler out of Atlanta, who was being broadcast live by members of his family after someone gave him uh, a crazy haircut, pushing his hairline back and etching the word gay in the side of his head. Oh, Lord. Um, and in the video, he's being verbally and physically abused by the people in this video. I think that he later referred to them as his siblings, but um, they're literally like slapping him, pushing him, uh, just berating him for identifying as gay. 
Um, he since was like removed from his home uh, by the Atlanta police and placed in care of the Georgia Division of Family and Children's Services. I don't know. I didn't see like an update on whether or not he's going to remain in permanent custody there. I think that he's been back home since then. Um, and obviously would like to remain there. Uh, but there was a lot of heat, a lot of fire protests, people pissed. Uh, one of the city council candidates, of course, like went down to the house, black queer man himself, Devin Barrington Ward went Mm. down to the house to like go and speak to the kid in the family. Apparently this boy's mom is like a single mother of eight or something like that. Uh, but it just like completely nauseous. I was just so sick to my stomach when I saw this shit. And then like on top of him being humiliated, not only with this fucking haircut they did that they decided to give him for whatever fucked up reason, but then hitting him and screaming at him and doing so and footage that you're sharing with the internet. What what was that? What the fuck is it going to take for you niggas to understand that you cannot beat, scream, uh, assault, yeah, abuse, abuse the gay out of nobody? You just you're not going to do it. You can't. You're not going to. Um, Hire no grown ass woman or no girl of any age for that matter to have sex with your kid as a lot of y'all have done and are continuing to do. There's, you're not going to anything the gay away. No, it's just not, it, it, it doesn't exist. It does not happen. It, 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 yeah. it doesn't. All you're doing is scarring. Yep triggering mm-hmm. is embedding trauma yep. and and misunderstanding and damage within these kids physically and mentally it seems like through another clip that i saw of him that maybe he has like some friends that are supportive of him because like i don't know when this clip was t- i want to say it was maybe afterwards because there was another clip i saw with it looked like some girls that maybe were closer to his age mm-hmm. where he had the thing in the side of his head and he was like they were trying to like laugh with him about it i don't really know i have i haven't done too much research past the clips that i saw and the stuff that i read about it since but i'm hoping at least he does still have a friend group that like is helping him understand how fucked up this shit is and is supporting him in the in who he is because at least sometimes that can help to make a difference. But like, yeah. I also saw a clip of him later on live where he was trying to say to people to leave his family alone and like, these are his siblings and yeah, he's not okay. being abused. And mm. while they're literally very blatantly off to the side, like feeding him stuff and trying to like get the oh, heat off of them. Niggas. Listen, you have done enough damage to this kid by putting him on front street, on social media, abusing him, embarrassing him, trying to fuck his hair up and do all of that other shit. Speak for your fucking self. Come out and from 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 behind that fucking camera, bitch, and speak for yourself. Don't let that mother that that child, that baby practically mm-hmm. have to be the face 
of his abuse while it's happening and the fucking face of the damage control behind it. Come out from behind that goddamn camera and speak for your motherfucking self. I'm tired of this shit. This is exactly why. This is exactly why Kevin, Carisha, everybody else that has been like taken to task for the quote-unquote jokes that they make for doing this exact same shit. Mm -hmm. Because y'all don't be seeing nothing wrong with this. Racial feet. Like y'all don't be like y'all don't be saying anything wrong with this type of fucking behavior. Y'all really think that this is this type of stuff is okay. And it's fucking not. It's not. It's not. At best, this would be a kid that like this is a part of his his history. This is a part of his life. And he can grow into a healthy adult and understand what this was and what and, and call it what it is and still have like a village of people, family or not, that love him and accept him for who he is and 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 can thrive as, as such, you know. But many times all that you do, like I said, is create someone that just goes out and spreads that poison amongst their community. Yeah. Y'all be creating the same DL individuals that you then demonize for being DL. Mm, tell these niggas. Tell oh, them. if you gonna be gay, then why can't you just like be out about it? Why can't, why you gotta be in the closet? Hmm. Why you gotta be dating girls and do all of this other stuff? Oh, I don't know. Because maybe the same fucking people that were at home who were supposed to be protecting me, looking out for me, taking care of me, beat me into thinking that I needed to be this person or at least hide amongst the rest of the toxic fuck niggas like them so that I could like feel safe. Maybe that's why Helen. Like, maybe that's why Jabari. (laughs) Not Jabari. I'm tired of y'all. Like, I'm sick of this shit. Let kids, kids. Yeah. Kids. It's bad enough. It's bad enough when y'all subject these children to this shit in the shadows of your fucking houses at home or whatever. But you motherfuckers are bold and brazen and audacious enough to be doing this shit on the fucking internet for the streets to see. Like, it's okay. You really thought, like, you think that it is, like, that kind of behavior is okay so much. You feel so strongly and comfortable in that, that you felt like, I'm gonna put that shit on the fucking internet. And when... The internet reminded you that it is the year 2021 and shit like that is not going to stand. Mm. And more people that identify or see themselves in Tyler have a voice today. Now you want for Tyler to come and and hop on Instagram live and speak for you and clean up your mess. Oh no, he's done enough. He's done enough. He's a star. And people that related to him are not related to him in the streets, in the home, outside of the home. People are always going to love that kid and support him. All right. You already like he probably would have been a superstar regardless. But oh, damn, you you definitely just put his name in lights. But you motherfuckers need to come out and speak for your motherfucking self. You don't want to do that shit because you thought shit was sweet because you yourselves are probably surrounded by so many fucking homophobes and toxic fuck niggas and Tory Lanes and the babies and Chris Brownses mm. and all these other motherfuckers that have never, ever truly had to deal with the consequences of being damaging, especially when it comes to marginalized people. Well, we good. We're done. We're done. We're done. So you, 
and the rest of these fucking corporations that are trying to make their fucking gay and trans and Afro-American um, uh, short sets and blazers and all the... Line up with the rest of these motherfuckers that are trying to catch up so they don't lose their homes and money and whatever the fuck else. You do that shit. Hopefully, at some point, you and the rest of them will actually, like, open one of these books that we've been trying to get y'all to read, pick up a pamphlet, and actually have a revelation and learn some shit. But until then, yeah, move to the side, let people thrive, let people love themselves, or at the very least, let others love these these young people, these kids that deserve it, that aren't getting it from you. Well, let them have their community. Let this kid have his friends that know he's gay and don't have a problem with it. And they're on TikTok or whatever and being gay or or, or talking about how fine NLE Choppa is or whatever kids talk about. Whatever, like, and mind your fucking raggedy ass, stupid ass business. I don't know. I heard the kids like NLE Choppa. I don't know who that is. Really. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, do you think I know that word? <laughs> he's one of the acronym babies, but like, I don't know. I'm elderly. It don't like, matter. It's fine. What I'm saying is, like, the time for y'all to confront the fact that you cannot pray the gay away, beat the gay away, yell the gay away, like, none of that's. It's time for you to acknowledge that shit now. It truly is. I hope that you can actually learn something from that and heal and grow and do better, but I'm just not going to hold my breath. So at the very least, leave these fucking kids alone, whether they're yours or somebody else's. And let them grow and thrive and be better because many of them likely will also be frontline marching for your stupid, ignorant asses. <laughs> the Zia Wades and the rest of them. They don't just be lined up for queer kids, for trans people, no. for gay people, bisexual people. They also be on the front line for your stupid, knuckle-dragging, foot-dragging, dumb, slovenly <laughs> asses. For you too, bitch. <laughs> Even when your ungrateful motherfucking ass doesn't want to get up. It be them. It be them alongside these same black women like the Megan the Stallions that be frontline. And when they're the ones that are attacked, when they're the ones that are being abused and harassed, you don't have nothing the fuck to say because everybody loves fabulous. I'm over it. I'm tired of it. Like, I'm I'm we're 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 not going to do that any the fuck more. So the next time that you decide that you want to be the dummy to do some shit like these people did to this this kid Tyler, stand up. On your your front lawn and speak for your motherfucking self. The babies aren't going to be doing it. Um, and then lastly, I wanted to Woo. pass a read really quickly. Pass the read like we used to. Um, we'll see how this goes. Candace Owens uh jumped into the Juneteenth discussion. Uh, Why she like, not even black? Exactly. Honestly, but, if you're not black and from Texas or maybe the Southwest, I truly don't want to hear it. But okay. Um, but you know, as uh the conservative appointed tethered, she said <laughs> Juneteenth is so lame. Democrats really need to stop trying to repackage segregation. I'll be celebrating July fourth. And bitch, July fourth segregation. Only. This is slavery, you stupid bitch. I'm American. American flag. What is July 4th to the slave? So Azealia Banks tweet or posted the screenshot of oh, this with this no, caption. Oh, no, Jesus. <laughs> Azealia 
is that, according to this logic, on July 4th, 1776, you would still be enslaved, most likely on the verge of starvation due to all of America's food supply, having having been prioritized for the war while you hand-sew American flags and struggle to wet nurse some depressed 24-year-old white widow sickly child until your nipples are chapped and dry, where after you will be whipped by her 80-year-old uncle for your own malnourishment and inability to produce milk, then sent to toll over a wood-burning stove, blistering your hands while forced to make a peasantly meal of biscuits and gravy. You'll be watched closely by her irate, sunburned, and whiskey-soaked 80-year-old uncle to be sure you do not sneak a single biscuit or fingerful of rue to yourself. After you're wa- after you've watched everyone eat, you'll be sent to do the cleaning up. Oh your last God. task will be brushing the stress and balding white widow's hair to prepare for her sleeping bonnet. <laughs> a, deep a deep rest in her comfortable oh canopy God. bed. Next, your final descent down the stairs and out the back door, where you're proudly sleeping on a bed bug infested pile of hay in a six by four cabin you share with four other slaves. Happy Independence Day at Real Candace Owens. <laughs> And then she continued. How? She put a comment with a name tagged in it on the same post. And it said, <laughs> I love that she had. She was like, oh, there's more. The widow will awake from her sleep to relieve herself at 4 a.m. to find a brush full of hair and let, a la- let out a loud scream. She insists it's your bad nigger luck making her bald <laughs> and orders you be hung from a tree immediately. With the help of one other strong black male slave, you're hung with the strap off, the strap of a horse saddle off an oak tree one acre away from the main house as a warning to any other slaves who are brave enough to fuck around. Tread lightly, sis. Well, this was the best part of Juneteenth for me. I don't care what anyone has to say about it. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this and, um, I just wanted to include it as an unsolicited past read. So (laughs) I mean, yeah, when she's right, she's right. I still have far too many criticisms of that lady to actually support this. But when she's correct, she's simply correct. Now, is she talking all this shit about white people while also being super pressed and laying up with them? Yes. However, that's neither here nor there. She was still right about what your black ass Candace Owens with the terrible fucking perm would be up to right now if slavery was still in place. And all the rest of you boot looking ass Negroes who act like you can't understand that, like, you literally would be enslaved. You are not magical or special enough to have gained exemption from that. I I can't be mad at nobody for dragging y'all's dumb asses. So <laughs> it was just so play that shit again. <laughs> so good no it's so good like when she drags she fucking drags she's not untalented in that way you know i don't like her music but she's very good at dragging people i will never (laughs) you know i won't take that away from her that's that is true so see we're done how nice i am thank you (laughs) (laughs) we're done with the read that took a lot for me and so thank Mm. you very much yes that (laughs) was can you believe we've been doing this for over eight years i can't (laughs) i also cannot but anyway nigga that is the end of the read for this week check us out on social media at this is the read um shoptheread.com for our merch whenever it gets restocked anything else i'm trying to think do we have announcements this week i really don't think we do i don't think that we do 
No. No. So be secrets, safe. but no announcements. Yes. Yeah. Lo- lots of secrets. So many secrets. Lots and lots yeah. of secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, be safe. Have a good pride. I know the mandate or whatever is uh, yes, enjoy the rest of Pride, you hoes. Have fun and be safe. Go have safe fun. Yes. All right, batch. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>